Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. And joining me, as always, in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host. I didn't have to do that in the middle. Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. He literally stops <laughs> chewing when I put the mic there. The one thing he could do. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's Artie. Joining me also, returning guest, first time in the studio, because the last time was live and an absolute disaster. <laughs> in a fun way. We thought Horatio was going to die. Oh, the scariest show ever. <laughs> the f- audience truly thought Horatio was going to die. Guys, that's Sean Diston's voice you're hearing What's right up, there. Fuck? What's up, fuck boys? <laughs> I mean, no, what are they called? Shitheads? You're the number one fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. I'm trying to keep this fucking lore alive. It's the only thing that people know me from. So I got to keep this <laughs> I got to keep this shit going. Um, as always, uh, guys, if you rate me five stars on iTunes and roast me in the comments, I will read them on air. Um, so, or whatever this is called. I think mm-hmm. I say that every time. On so- air or whatever this is called, podcast yeah. air. Podcast air. We're on podcast air. <laughs> Welcome back to podcast <laughs> fresh air with Terry Gross. I'm the real gross. Putting the gross in Terry Gross. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm off to a terrible start. <laughs> At least we won't be talking about some heady nonsense bullshit the whole time. Great, great. Um, so here, let's read some reviews. Uh, this is Mega Death of Superman. Gives me five stars and says, "Yikes! Like Impractical Jokers, but think it's too highbrow. Perfect. This jabroni waxes poetic about how he's racist and wants to have things in his keister. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Jabba. You big balloon of opinionated mayonnaise. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, that one hits. I don't think that one hits that hard. He likes you. Yeah, I mean, they all like. Me. <laughs> they all love you. <laughs> They're all in too deep here. Just even going on iTunes to rate. Um, this is from Limolicious, and it's meh, five stars. Mm. It's incredible working. It's incredible working actor Josh Gad also has time to do a silly podcast in between starring in so many movies. Mm. What a talent! I bet his dad is still alive too. <laughs> Ooh, wow. tough one, tough one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <sighs> People really like to do that. Ooh, ooh. People enjoy that. Um, okay, here, let's read one last one. Um, this is called, this is from Robbie Dub, and it's Great Motivation Podcast. I don't know what Garbo's rambles about, but each struggling fat breath out of his sweaty asshole's mouth gives me the motivation I need to get that extra pump in at the gym to not end up like him. <laughs> Fuck you, you're not going to the dirty <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, I gotta get that extra pump. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you, you a fucking extra pump 
three and a half inches into your asshole. Thanks for the five stars, you asshole. Yeah, fuck you, pal. So as always, if you rate me five stars, roast me in the comments, I will read it and then make fun of you yeah. again. This is obvious grab. I need stars. People. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think other people have copied it and imitated it. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think Barstool Sports, one of their podcasts, actually stole it. And they probably have like 12 times the amount of listeners. Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, now that I even said that, I probably just raised probably, the eye yeah, of some fucking yeah. fat neck beard with a red socks <laughs> fitted on is about to start fucking screaming at me over Google Voice or some shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Guys, distance here. What's up? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I oh, am shit. here. <laughs> uh, distance on because I first heard him talk about this topic on Don't Get Me Started, uh, the RIP to I Lo- a lovely podcast. Great uh, podcast. By Will Shout Hines. out to Anthony and Will. Anthony King, Will Hines, Tony King and Billy Hines, as I call them, <laughs> as my close friends. Tony <laughs> K and Billy Hines, baby. Um, you were talking about this fingerprint of the gods. Yeah. Pre-civilization, is that what we're calling yeah, it? Yeah, I think we called it pre-civilization that time. But yeah. it really revolves around Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. Yeah, he's Who- like sort of this like leader in this theory of this lost civilization theory which is yeah. fascinating I yeah think. and and the theory is not as close to conspiracy theory as it sounds yeah there, there's yeah. at least what seems to be some uh layers of proof or yeah something. let yeah. me I'll, I'll let me explain like how i got to yeah it, this I would think. be awesome I, and graham hancock if you if you maybe the name sounds familiar yeah. he's a recurring joe rogan guest yes uh, he's also been on like london real he's also he's been on a ton of podcasts like right yeah so he's like a podcast celebrity but he's also like written some books some fiction books and non-fiction books but he's just like this guy who has put together a bunch of different types of science and he sort of has posited this theory that we have not really just evolved in a straight line that we've evolved and there have been cataclysms on earth that have caused us to have to rebuild many times and we've lost uh like tons of knowledge and there's a lot of evidence to back it up we're not the first like we believe that we evolved and now we're here. Right. He posits that we've evolved and been destroyed possibly several times right. over. Like it looks more like a stock market where it's like going up and down and like, yeah. you know, there's been dips in, in humanity. And, you know, I think a lot of his theories unify a lot of science. It's just a lot. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's really enjoyable in like that science adjacent, you know, like not science adjacent because they it is factual, but there it's yeah. like has like seven different disciplines involved and it's sort it's, of it's yeah. a big swing of a theory but yeah. uh, but also like he wrote the book in 95 and then has written a sequel to it and only since then has he been proven more and more right even right. like in the last couple of weeks they discovered that like underground like set of tunnels that was like maybe the Mayan civilization or I don't remember exactly what it was somewhere in South America but it was like we should say right now that that's yeah, okay that's we're not going to remember for this we're, podcast we're getting more mighty um, in the studio for as sure the day we're getting on. mightier and mightier <laughs> um, but I think there was even just a discovery recently that was like oh wow we there may have been millions of people in this civilization and we didn't know of it just based on underground tunnels and like stuff we haven't discovered in like Places we know are archaeological sites. Right. Um, so it, it's it's fascinating. It's saying that like s- s- such huge cataclys- cataclysmic events, yeah. possibly like we were alive before, there was humans before totally. the first ice and, age. And that we know. Yeah. But the, 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 the real question is, was there civilization? Right. Were they all hunter-gatherers? And like there's so much evidence. But like part of the reason it interests me, any of it interests me, is just like when I was young, it was like learning about religion in general. Once you learn about the history of religion, I think it puts it into context, right? Right. Because you're like, oh, Christianity is only 2,000 years old or whatever. The, and like civilization is much older than that. And you're like, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> but when you kind of grow up, you don't think that. You're like, oh, this is, must have been around forever. Right. Yeah. Because the Bible starts in the beginning. The so Bible starts at zero. At so zero, it's so got to be the beginning. And you're like, what about the 8,500 years exactly. before that? that- so it's... There, there's, there's always been like, and I think my dad was a person who like questioned religion in a way because his parent, his parents were like Seventh Day Adventist, I guess. Oh wow! So they're like a religion that's very wild, like yeah. it's just out of control. <laughs> and my dad was like, "This is crazy." So he's always like questioned religion. And I remember like when I was really young, my dad told me, like, you know that there's been 
a Jesus in almost every religion. Yeah. That and was the fir- the first time I heard that, whatever that was, in like high school or college, yeah. maybe even from just like a, a classmate bragging about it. The first time you someone goes like, well, doesn't Buddha and Jesus and uh, Allah, don't all these guys sound kind of Similar? familiar? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, my dad took it even further and he was like, so many religions have flood myths. And right. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. There's Gilgamesh, there's, there's Noah, Noah, there's yeah. all these other ones in other yeah. religions. Is Artie bothering you? No, no, way? I fucking <laughs> love it. Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Artie is right now on top of me licking my hand and I'm in heaven. I love this stuff. Um, but yeah, so like my dad used to just tell me these things where it was like a lot of things in religion are strange. And part of the reason that there's a Jesus in every religion is because a lot of times it was it was it was like worshiping the sun it was worshiping the new sun right christmas is a pagan holiday yeah when i was young my dad used to tell me christmas was a pagan holiday all the time and it <laughs> was like so cool. yeah my dad was... would say clean your fucking room <laughs> or you get no fucking gifts you piece of shit um uh yeah so it's like i i knew that like growing up i even like when i was in high school i wrote like a paper like a newspaper article about it and got in all this heat with all these religious people from my that's school that's awesome you're from florida florida yeah <laughs> and i was like yo like it's a pagan holiday like the the reason we celebrate in the fucking winter solstice is because, because it's, it's a the, new sun right. being the born shortest day the longest it, it, night of the year or whatever it's yeah. all this crazy like yeah. coincidence where you're like oh it's really just a fucking like, a like Jesus astrological birthday cel- is December twenty fifth. Yeah, the what? same Zero. day. It's, yeah, it's like it's a it's a astrological event. It's an astrological celebration, and like all the like the the symbology of like trees and shit. My dad was like, you know, ornaments come from the pagans when they used to like hang heads on trees, oh. and all this other weird shit. Where he was like, Santa actually is from this old, like, weird pagan. And I'm like, yo, this shit is wild. But I was always fascinated by that. Because I was like, you know, we have this understanding of Christianity and what the world is, but, like, if you just fucking take a second and think of the history of it, you can, like, start to form your own opinion. Yeah. And just, you know, the flood thing was an interesting thing that my dad brought up. Right, because that just pinpoints some kind of event that it's like, why do we all have different takes? Right. On when I say we all, as an atheist, in living in modern exactly. culture, it doesn't make that much sense. But I mean, like, historically, these, historically why do all these religions yeah. have a take on it? Yeah. And that's a big part of Graham Hancock. So like, And there are also, a lot of them are, follow these rules or your life is fucked exactly. forever. And, uh, you know, and a lot of it is because, like, the... the you know, how did you get punished? Was it, well, it was some fucking big storm. It was fucking a drought. It right. was fucking not getting the sun. You know, it was like, that's where they, and you looked up to the heavens, right? And so much of Graham, Graham Hancock's work, I think, starts to make sense of a lot of that stuff. Right. You start to see that, like, old civilizations worship the stars, in the way that like has been bastardized into religions all over the world. Right. Like the famous, like the three wise men follow the North star it's and the it's fucking, like the North stars in cave paintings. Yeah, it's, it's a hundred per- religions. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so all that stuff is bastardized. Like it's a remnant. It's echoes of a older civilization. Right. So Cause th- th- there's all, like, this is a minor thing and, and I might make you force you to jump around. Yeah. But the big one was like, uh, how Chichen Itza and the pyramids or and like there's like you know structures like that around the world that have very similar qualities that it's if the they were size. yeah yeah if that that if they were built if they were built when they seem to have been built there's how the fuck would, would they it's an do insane that it's not that, a natural phenomenon to learn how to build pyramids right and why were they both able to and like the yeah. measurements and like the latitude was pointing and so it's like another yeah. crazy thing is I went to school for building construction and I had a fucking <laughs> teacher who was he literally was like, I went to South America and studied construction techniques for years, like how they built these cities. So it was like how these like fucking, how they build brick, build bricks and bring them to this site and put them together and whatever. And in class one day, I remember I asked, I was like, so you know, basically how they built all these things. Well, like, can we talk about the pyramids? And it was like, you know, how did they build the pyramids? And he was like, well, we don't fully know. And we would struggle to do it today. Right. It would be with all the technology and equipment we have. Isn't that fucking wild? It would be very difficult to pull off because it's nearly flawless. Like, right. It's, it's like nearly perfect wild. in brick measurement and everything like that. Yeah. And 
you'll hear people say uh, slaves. Yeah. <laughs> but that's probably still- true. But still, how the fuck did they do it? Right. We, even if we had all these slaves in the world. Who were the minds that designed it? How the fuck did they do it? And, yeah. and like, we still don't know. Construction experts, it's it's two million two ton stones. <laughs> Yeah. Two million. It's crazy. So high I've never it. seen it in person, but like I imagine it's unfathomable to be like that was made by people who are like lesser advanced than us. Right, Do you know what right. I mean? And I and it doesn't mean that they had technology or electricity or whatever. It wasn't like aliens came and built it, but like they had a different understand like all right. So I think the best way to even talk about this is like you posit the theory. So Graham Hancock says there was an older civilization that at the end of the last ice age, a comet hit the earth yeah. and caused sea levels to rise. I think it's called like the global something event one. It's like a well-documented sea level rise. Yeah. This is undisputed science. There was a sea level rise at the end of the last ice age, 13,000 years ago, approximately. Um, and what happened was tons of civilizations that were like coastal, and highly advanced were wiped out. Right. And, and often coastal cities were the most advanced because they had the access to other cities. Exactly. And, and they because they were sharing. And, and, and he thinks training. that we lost a civilization that was a seafarer civilization that lived on the coast. And during the Ice Age, you couldn't live inland because there were deserts. Based on the conditions of the Ice Age, it was like the only places we could live really were on the coast. And uh. very little people lived in the like areas that eventually became fertile and became the fertile crescent. Right. So the, so what, what he says is that a comet hit and then the uh, sea level rose destroyed this civilization. And then we've rebuilt since then. And we've rebuilt in a different way based on technology, like, and he thinks it was like an, an astronomy based seafarer, highly advanced civilization yeah. and we're a more like technology based electronic like electricity based right advanced so like we're advanced in a similar way but in very different ways yeah and then he the thing about graham hancock that's great is that he's gone around the world and just followed all these clues for that theory right and, yeah, and his, he's got a great website he's got a great so the his main his first book that the one that like kind of threw this all out there was fingerprints of the gods or well i think he's written some other books before that but i think the first book that really gets into ancient egypt and shit like that is fingerprints of the gods he wrote a book before that about um the fucking ark of the covenant Oh right! And all this he has, really crazy shit about Ethiopia, and how, like, like that the real the Ark of the Covenant might be a real thing, possibly magical, possibly. So here's the electro- thing. Here's the thing about Graham Hancock. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, <laughs> we should start with this. We should say he's got a lot of red flags. That as a person who's like been on board for a while, they don't bother me. Right, but, but like, like the stuff because he's like also really into ayahuasca. He's into ayahuasca. He's 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 been a person who smoked a lot of weed in his life. Yeah. He uh believes that like when you take ayahuasca you're visited by actual beings. Beings like that that and that the and that you well, have Which a, is what the shamanic the, people the shaman the believe. Look, yeah, yeah. The, we can go into that even and I I I we buy, should do ayahuasca on the podcast. I, I just <laughs> it be fucking five stars. Um yeah, but like so he has a lot of stuff where you're like you can get distracted by some of the other stuff you don't, might not agree with. Right, and right. and he has a whole thing on like how like we have a like we're a slave we're like imprisoning consciousness essentially like not the war on drugs is this like way of making it so that we, they can control people's consciousness. And all this and and he talks about it in a very grand way but basically the things he's saying ring somewhat true. Right. He like puts his toe into something I'm interested in and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And then he's like, "And also this." <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "Okay, okay, pump the brakes." Yeah. But I feel like a lot of these guys that I really enjoy, yeah. like Joe Rogan, like uh him, even though they're all different but like right. entertainers like Tim Ferriss, right. uh, Malcolm Gladwell, you're always like, "Yeah, there's something to that. I appreciate you going this far down yeah. but I'm not sure if I'm on What I like them. about it is that they they share a mindset of open-minded thinking. Right, yeah, like there's what let's just hear it out. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. And let's follow what feels true and not what is established and like there's something very inspiring about that. And when you hear Graham Hancock, if you ever like listen to him, he's so fuck he'll fucking 
doze you into like he can get you into such a daze with his like calm British accent. Right. And like though he's he charming kno- as fuck. He's too. so charming and he knows every fucking fact and every detail. He's a real like great person to posit this theory because he's an entertainer too. And he was a journalist first. He was a journalist for. So he's, he's got like a few different angles that. He's got a fascinating story. And he does cool shit like when he gets into undersea, like. Yeah, he like is a he. He's like a fucking explorer. He has to do all these deep dives. He's like a real life Indiana Jones. Like I think he's amazing, but you know he has some theories that are kind of crazy. Yeah. So, but but but, but this, the Ark of the Covenant one is is wild. It's we're pretty wild. More about yeah, the one that but we, you know I think the Ark of the, it's related though. Because I think it is a mystery from the Bible that there are a lot of fucking things in the Bible that are described like the Ark of the Covenant. There's like a description of the Ark of the Covenant that's like, I don't know, man, what if it was some fucking radioactive meteor in a box? It's described that they used it in war and like people (laughs) died of cancerous boils and like, I don't fucking know, you know? It could easily be like what it is. Like religion has always explained uh, shit that was unexplainable. Religion was used, exactly. so it's like, why wouldn't it be used for like? And now I think, we have to tell the tale of the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And and I think so much of Graham Hancock's work is trying to like reconcile religious teaching with science, with archaeology, with geology, with our astronomy. And that's where it gets into because uh, a lot of academics. And now I'm maybe just full on uh, Kool Aid. Yeah. But uh, a lot of academics are so prickly about their little areas of study. Yeah, they it's academic not... bias in yeah. science. I think yeah. it's it's across the it's all over the place. I, ex- I I think I even experience it at fucking UCB as Dude, like a, a place low, on a low level. Totally. There's that academic bias all over the place where it's like, well, I don't know. I sort of always believe that the second beats are supposed to be you know, like, and it's like because you always have, which is fine, but. People like Graham Hancock are always like, what's the like, yeah. their curiosity leads them, which I, I think is interesting. Because there's that big thing too, uh, where the like erosion on uh, so the So let's space. go into that. I, okay. I wanted to, so that's I'll the theory. Where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the theory is essentially like, there's this lost civilization and a lot of skeptics are like, there's no evidence of that. The evidence that we, the way we figure out history is by, through archaeology. So we find the, the pyramids, we uncover, you know, pyramids in South America, <clears throat> and we do our research based on that. And I think Graham Hancock has had to now, because his theories aren't proven by those things, he's now had to go deeper, right? So there's a ton of different mysteries that line up for this theory. Right. And, and the first main one is the, the dating of the Sphinx in Egypt, right? So... The story goes that, like, this isn't even Graham Hancock's work. I think it's a guy named John Anthony West and uh, Robert Schock. Yes. Right? And um, they basically came to the conclusion that by looking at the Sphinx, like, the platform the Sphinx is, the enclosure the the Sphinx is built on, it has weathering marks that geologists are in agreement are the result of thousands of years of rainfall. Right. Which would predate which would predate ancient Egypt, yeah, and predate the the pyramids and and meaning like there's very solid science as far as like the weather of the earth, right? And the only time that Egypt was temperate and there was enough rain to cause that kind of weathering goes back to the last ice age 13,000 years ago. Right, because they're able to like using like star mapping and weather right. mapping, yes. So that's the first sort of like big theory that gets people thinking, right? Yeah. And there's more mysteries in Egypt. Then you start to look at astronomy and the fucking... First of all, one of the craziest things is that in order to have built Egypt, they understood a uh, procession. Meaning, like they understand a t- like a cycle of like s- the stars in the sky, right? That is twenty six thousand years, right? Because there's some design in the pier and the elements of the pyramids and other things where it lines up with certain latitudes and longitudes. So basically, like the the way it works is the Sphinx is facing the sun on the I believe summer solstice. Uh, so when it rises, it's right over the Sphinx. And you can then, and, and it, over the horizon, there's one of the like astrological signs will be there. And over a 26,000 year period, those signs shift. And when that sign was lined up with uh, 
the Sphinx, which is the lion, Leo, was thirteen thousand years ago, when it was above when it was above the the thing. So so they Graham Hancock posits that they were dating, uh, they were trying to date a time with this whole site. And 13,000 years ago also lines up with when the Orion's belt was above the horizon, which lines up with the actual three great pyramids. Right. They are, they're under like the biggest stars. Right. So this guy, John Anthony West, figured out that there was an offset to the pyramids of like nine degrees or some shit. And, you know, it was a peculiar, peculiar offset because everything is so exact in yeah. Egypt. It's perfectly aligned east-west. It's aligned yeah, and with And we're all still not even saying like... How crazy that would be now. Period. Yeah, exactly. Like to even build, but then it's also aligned so perfectly. Right. And then you realize that it's the same exact alignment of the three stars in Orion's belt. Right. Which represents a star called the Duat, which is where they believed you went after you died. So there's this crazy, like ancient mystery in Egypt where it's like, okay, the craziest thing to me is that they understood procession. Right, they understood the passage of time. So for a civilization to understand a 20-plus thousand-year cycle, how long did they have to have existed? Right. Or what kind of information were they? did they have did access? Did they have access to or were they handed down, right? right. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. And, and so a lot of people think that, or not a lot of people, I guess Graham Hancock and this whole community of, community of people believe that, like... By the way, which I've joined, and I want to just take a pause yeah. here for one second to say... Everyone always jokes about how much I talk over people on this podcast, and Sean has performed live improv with me thousands of times. <laughs> he knows. I totally know. He knows I'm a monster. But it turns out I know something that will keep me silent and listening. <laughs> <laughs> is distant fucking breaking down all the... I'm yeah, so into it. I'm fucking... I think it's fascinating, and I don't do as good a job as Graham Hancock. Like right. I think he is like unreal. I listened to a couple of his episodes of Joe Rogan. It's those are good entry levels. If yeah, you don't I'll say hate for people who look, I don't love Joe Rogan as a person, like or, or not really as a person, but like I'm just as a neighbor. In, He's so yeah. loud. <laughs> I'm just not interested in UFC. I'm not interested in a lot of like his, his others. Yeah, but. When he talks to people like Graham Hancock, like Tim Ferriss, he's very he, he's led by his curiosity, so I respect that. Uh -huh. So the Graham Hancock episodes of the show are totally great. You'll never think even about Graham Hancock. You'll never think about Joe Rogan when you're listening yeah. to Yeah, and he barely, he doesn't talk because- They're great. Every once in a while, Graham Hancock will just show you that he's a 70-year-old stoner, though, when he goes, I've lost my train of thought. Totally. And so they're funny. like, and someone like- uh, Joe or Duncan Trussell will go. You were saying that yeah. the the consciousness slips in and out of like where meat clothes or something like that, and he's like, yeah. oh, yes, yes." And oh, then he yes. just goes and nine he goes more an, yeah. It's amazing. Um, all right. <coughs> They're so, yeah. all offset by nine degrees, but like, I don't know the perfect but whatever thing, the number is. The same by... offset is the same offset as uh, Orion. Wait, so there's the duat, which yes. is uh, so yeah. basically you have this thing where there's a representation on the ground of the stars, and. And that representation goes back to a certain date. Right. So then Graham Hancock starts to like travel the world and like goes to fucking Cambodia. And there's this other place, I think it's called Angkor Wat. Yes. And it is a almost exact same thing. It's a star, the star Dracaris or something. And it's a bunch of temples that are that in the sky. It, it, it's fascinating when you watch him do it with the like computer and him watch it line up. Yeah. And when did that line up? When it was above the horizon 13,000 years ago right 10,500 <laughs> so BC now, so we're we're saying that their their Angkor Wat is kind of uh, pointing to the same thing right they, it's pointing in a different direction than the Egypt stuff because but it's pointing all this totally same thing. and they have so many like similarities in their religion and in right. their like worship of astronomy and then you see the same thing in South America like you were saying in the pyramid one in Mexico, Chichen, Itza, right? Chichen Itza the, the, yeah. the sun pyramid and like the, the there are, there are pyramids in South America and in Egypt and when you're young you're like whoa I guess they were just there yeah. but when you really start to think about it you're like how the fuck they're a little different but they're they're, they're too both, similar to not like think, right. start to think about they're both we're so saying rooted. that there's three parallel evolutions happening 
and they're gaining uh, access to the same like it's wild technology at the same rate and build such similar designed and uh, like inspired things by by astronomy, right? Right. Yeah. They're so astra- uh, uh, like and and a lot of their beliefs are the same. Like a lot of the terms end up lining up like like Graham Hancock's like. They use the term opener, opening of the mouth as the way to like release the soul into the heavens. They yeah. all thought that you went to a star in the sky when you died. Yeah, which is also sounds like heaven. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many of these things. So it's right. like, he, he's great at that. And then there's like underwater stuff. So it's like, he found, like there's this place, Yonaguni off the coast of Japan, that's like an underwater, like basically- Like, con- uh, like stone, stone pyramid, display. essentially, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like- he, you go underground and the debate is whether or not it's man-made and a lot of it is 90 degree angles and you can go on his right. website and see all the stuff. It's like yeah. insane. And then it's like, uh, you know, when was that above ground? When was water like... Yeah, because it's 115 feet deep or shit it's like, like that. Hundreds, yeah. It's like 100 feet underground, underwater and it's yeah. like, when was that above water? When were there men on that t- there creating stuff? And right. it's like, you know, 13,000 years ago based on pretty hard science of sea level right right then you have the atlantis myth which is the undersea world which, which is, is like, wild and yeah. which is a seafarer civilization that was highly advanced that became too whatever and then a fucking great flood destroyed yeah. them right and it's like yo graham hancock has found many atlantises off the coast of fucking south america and off the coast of japan and right. off the coast of london there are just too many of those sites to ignore and then there's fucking cartography Right. So he's like, there are these maps where it's like, there are these mistakes in these maps where it's like, there's an island here, but there's no island there. But then when you start to wind the clock back, you start to see that, oh, there was an island there 13,000 years ago. Oh, shit. And maps have been copied. And that's the type of thing that gets handed down. And then we're like, oh, well, this map was just a mistake. Right. There are all these clues that make, that make you start thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? Another big one is like, Pyramid building in Egypt got worse as the civilization went on. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is a very interesting one. It's, it's wild. Yeah. They don't improve they got their skills. Worse. The first Great Pyramid and the like and the Sphinx are like the grandest of them all, and the rest of them are falling apart. Whereas the Great Pyramid is fucking standing strong. And it's like, how is that? What is that? The Great Pyramid was, did they build the other things after? Were they replicating something from before? Were they they repairing and building on top of other things before? Did a handful of people survive that cataclysmic event and pass on their knowledge via oral tradition? (laughs) Right? Here's a, okay, so here's a crazy thing. By the way, I realized when just before I said like, Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss, these are guys who host podcasts where they invite one other person on (laughs) to make them talk to them about things they're interested in. And I'm realizing that's what I'm (laughs) doing. I'm ripping them off and I'm going, they're assholes. But you're doing it on the level of like comedians who like have a, you know, that aren't just eating their own Kool-Aid all the (laughs) time or whatever. Um, but uh, uh, so we gotta get Graham Hancock on. We gotta get Hancock. (laughs) He'll fucking do it. I would love that, dude. Imagine we just got toasted with Graham Hancock and let him spew information. Oh my god, we'll do ayahuasca with you, Graham Hancock. (laughs) Please, yeah, we'll have that shared communal experience. Um, but yeah, so there's all these things in Egypt, and then it's like in Mexico too, and then there's like other hints in Mexico, like the Olmecs, right? Yeah, there are these very they predate the Mayans. They're super old and they have like African features almost in their yeah. paintings, right? Then they have these fucking cave paintings of these almost white bearded men coming and giving them things. Right. And you're like, what is that? Is that a survivor from this? Fu- is that a guy yeah. that was on the boat when the fucking flood happened and yeah. was like, fuck, we got to go and rebuild. Let's go to this primitive civilization and show them how yeah, to build pyramids. Shit. And then was it yeah was it colonization of some right? sort that happened on like a one hundred percent right? like that? I yeah. think I think that is what happened. I, I mean, it, there's so is there many some things. explanation where it's like don't forget Pangaea? Maybe all these countries were way closer and able to communicate about the pyramids. The, I think Pangaea predates all of that. Predate. I, I would be. I would. I would be wrong. I mean, I'm. I could be wrong, but I think Pangaea predates modern man. Right. Meaning, like, we were not 
I, yeah, I think we were definitely like, like dinosaurs were in North America. Right, right. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yes. I think it, like it, it has nothing to do with that. There's okay. no yeah. We, Pangea we, was one before. The way I'm, we I'm ex- just like no, no, totally. It's a great it. question. <laughs> I think the way they explain it is fucking the like coming over the like northern whatever through Alaska, and they think that like Indians came down through South America. That's what they. That's the still the thing they use. Right, which is wild. You know what I mean? Like that's I think it's wild. That's crazy. I think that there are so many clues that Graham Hancock has brought up that I'm like not everything he says is 100% right, but he's on the right track. Yeah, there or or there is another explanation. Well, cuz like doesn't a lot of this stuff parallel like kind of use some of the same evidence as the ancient aliens? Well, I think it's it's perfect. It's a perfect thing to talk about because I think ancient aliens have they have this gap where they're like, well, we can't explain how they figured this out. So it must be from this higher power that had a higher yeah. level of but knowledge. But that's if they're still believing with the, uh, with the old school Graham view Hancock on Graham Hancock just thinks that those people were human. Right. It, it's the same fucking questions that they're bringing up. A lot of the same things. Why are the pyramids the same? Exactly. Why are this blah, 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 blah. And You'll so see that so, fucking guy with the hair or whatever yeah. on Ancient Aliens. Mo- yeah, like, my favorite fucking meme. <laughs> yeah, like whoever He's, that a, he's always on uh, one of, all like the eight stoner Instagrams yeah. I follow. <laughs> um, sh- a shout out to Daily Pot Humor for 2069. <laughs> yeah, no we love it. <laughs> we love it, brother. Love it. Uh, let's do it. We advertise on our podcast. But, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of like parallel shit. Yeah, I think- and it's like- these are t- these are people who seeking knowledge in the same area, yeah. But f- from their coming from their own academic biases, yeah. They want like, it to be aliens, right? right? And these We're, guys and Hancock wants it to be people, right? But I in- think like Graham Hancock, Graham Hancock incorporates the evidence of the history of those religions, right? Yeah, and the actual archaeology, where I think a lot of those guys use pick and choose what they want. Whereas like Graham Hancock's been challenged so hard all over the place right. where I don't think those guys have put themselves out there in the way Graham Hancock oh, I'm has. Sure. And the thing about Graham Hancock is like I said, he wrote the book in 95 and then wrote a sequel in 2015. And that's like magicians, magicians of, of the, the gods. gods? Yeah. He's only been proven more right with more and more discoveries. Yeah. Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, Turkey is the biggest archeological discovery probably of our time. It's, Insane, and they're still trying to attribute it to hunter gatherers, right? But it's like, but like the technology. There's uh, no way they of built the building that. Uh, reaches past. The, like, they're they're cavemen. carving animals that don't exist in the region, right? They're carving. They're they're not carving into stones. The animals protrude from the stones. And they're like perfect carvings. So it, that's such a skill it's level. It's such at a least. skill level, yeah. and they're trying. Whether to say, or not it's because they have fucking laser technology that did like, it, we don't. What you know, the fuck. They're trying to say it was hunter gatherers. That's insane. Right. And it was intentionally buried. And it's like all these, and and it's just pushing the everything gets pushed back all the time. And there are scientists that try to hedge and be like, well, you know, this was an anomaly, or this was that, yeah. or this because like that. these like early man findings where it's totally. like the oldest person ever was found in Africa, or and, whatever. And there yeah. was an arrow in his heart yeah what the fuck that's not that's weird (laughs) yeah do you know what i mean like that shit happens all the time but i think we just can ignore them because we don't want to like shake the like well ancient egypt is this mythology we've created but it's like maybe they were trying to rep i'm about to go ape shit on research right after you leave crazy and i'm like I'm going to make a list of like all the things I'm like, I just turned into <laughs> such a nut. I was just like, I'm going to make a list of all the things that point in that direction. I'm going to be crazy. able to talk about them. I'm like, I got to learn like PowerPoint presentation. I, I've gone through it so many times. I've watched the like documentary so many times on YouTube. There's like a two and a half hour documentary that he oh, made in the nineties. It's called like uh, quest for a lost civilization. Quest for a lost civilization. And I'd say most of the important information is in the first hour and a half, but it's, I've watched it so many times because I'm like everything he's saying becomes more true right. every day. Yeah, like and that movie is pretty old, right? You said yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's old, and like ultimately it ends with this theory that like he basically is like, yo, a comet hit the Earth and caused rapid climate change and and sea level change, and that was the thing that is our ultimately he's like that's what we should be worried about. Right now that's in this going to happen again. Now <laughs> in this new book with this guy, he's now teamed up the, with this guy Randall Carlson, who spent his whole fucking life studying that impact and how it hit North America and how there's evidence all over the Pacific Northwest and how Graham Hancock's theories line up exactly with his theories to the ice core samples like matching the exact dates that Graham Hancock's been positing since 95 and like 
climate change, like they now are calling it the like younger dry ass period or something. They're calling it this period where there was crazy climate change after the end of the last ice age where the earth was in turmoil. And he's saying that that was when the great flood happened and when, you know, we say, so what worse, what he also is saying that hasn't really been said before is that during the ice age, People were alive. Yes, the, and, the they human, lived on the coast, and they lived and on they the coast. Thrived. Yeah. So, and like, because yeah. a lot of people like the ice age is believed to be like eventually it yeah. then beca- started they, having crawled, microorganisms. We yeah. crawled out of the ice age. Well, no, we were still like cavemen in the ice age. Yeah, but they think we crawled out of the ice age and like then figured out the, in the fertile crescent like, right. how to be beco- how to have a civilization. Right, and that's insane. And like even outside of Graham Hancock, there's other things like yoga and meditation that have existed for much longer than we can even imagine. That right. I'm like Kama Sutra, oh. <laughs> the Kama Sutra baby, <laughs> bro. Sixty nining has been around forever. <laughs> but it's like, dude, I'm telling you, sixty nine. The aliens taught the us. Aliens fucking brought us sixty nine from fucking Jupiter, my man. Trust me, bro. No, but it's like that. That kind of stuff. Like I've in my older age, after getting into this like Graham Hancock shit, I've like started to meditate. And I'm like, oh, now I'm understanding that like there are other understandings to the world that we don't fully get. And right. I think like there was this ancient civilization that like studied astronomy and astro and like I think that stuff's important. Like I'm not a person who's like checking my like fucking like horoscope. checking my horoscopes or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I do feel a little squirrely when it's a full moon sometimes. Right. Like and, and there is something to think about in those cycles and like. There's more to understand. Yeah, and it's like maybe the only reason you feel that in the full moon is because of like psychosomatic, because everyone talks about yeah. full moons. But then it's chicken or egg. Why do we? Why? Why do we ever start talking that talking full moons are it? weird? Part of it is just where's that, the werewolf myth come from? Right. Part of it is that it's just beautiful. And <laughs> it's fucking werewolves, man. <laughs> it's werewolves. They're fucking aliens. But werewolves like, were sixty nine aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I think it's like that kind of stuff. It like opens your eyes. I think that's why Graham Hancock started doing ayahuasca. Right. Because he was in South. America studying these pure these places and he was like whoa these people were inspired by something right like and maybe and he started talking to shaman and they're like yo they put these plants to the plants told them to put these things together right and they seek this greater understanding and like I don't know man I, I I'm open to it because I'm like Graham Hancock's teachings on prehistory have opened me to more like shit like that where I'm like I don't believe in ghosts I don't believe in God right but like there's some shit out there we don't understand yeah but why are we all trying to explain this God thing yeah like what what is a what are we connecting with when like you fucking come home and like a dog is like what is the empathy thing going on like there's shit we just don't fully understand that I think there was a better understanding for a long time ago and so it's fascinating. Dude, How much should, of this? We knowledge? should fucking. We got to sell like a Discovery Channel show where me and right? you go ch- just go, go around the world. Yeah. Get fucking stoned <laughs> and be like, yo, I gotta get. I'm getting fucking claustrophobic in here. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome, dude. We we get like scuba certified and we fucking dive down. I mean, <laughs> we have to prove to stoners around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and who better than two loosely informed stoner comedians? <laughs> No, I think it's fascinating shit. And like, it opens my eyes to like new ways of thinking. Cause I'm like, yo, we don't have it all figured out, man. We don't fucking know shit. Like, Christopher Columbus is a perfect example. Like, that shit ain't real. His name wasn't Christopher Columbus, (laughs) but that's what we've been taught. Like, it's, it's wild. Right. That's, that's the shit that's really funny. Where, and it's like, honest, if look at the shit on a smaller scale as to why businesses might withhold truths and stuff yeah. like that. And then it's like, well, society will withhold truths or like um, keep it for the those that are in power or yeah. for the priests or the elite or right. whatever. Like it's still, you, they if don't you, want get, us, if they you don't trust want... the power structure to be doing it now, I'm sure over the course of a thousand, thousands of years, the power structure has... Fl- Absolutely. The, the perfect example is like in Egypt, part of the reason Egyptologists are so biased is because... Egyptological society is mostly based in Egypt and it's mostly Muslims who don't want to do and don't want to say anything that contradicts the Quran or the Muslim religion. So predate like when, once you start to predate fucking religion and all that shit, it's like, you're now threatening other things in my life. So it's like, that's a bias you have to live with. So it's like, you know, there's so many crazy things that you have to fight through. And I think Graham Hancock is this superhero that's like pulled all these things together. And whether or not he's 100% right, 
he's at least gotten people thinking. Right. right yeah. He, yeah. He's at least posing interesting questions. Totally. Whether he's correct or incorrect, at least he's shining lights. In he these, ain't getting like, proven wrong. Right. Which is oh. so interesting. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, uh, no one's out there. We don't know. Like, is there a reason why no one's proven them wrong? Like, every because- single, I'd say every new archaeological discovery is pushing the date back further and further and is puzzling archaeolog- archaeologists all over the place. If you, if you look at the last five things, the five big things, there's like something in South America that was underwater, I believe. You got right. Gobekli Tepe in Turkey. You have fucking this new thing with the Mayans. It's like, we, di- we don't understand history. History isn't just digging up bones and, right. and that's it. And like, I, but Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, and we're, we're getting into something now where it's like our technology is like, what is it, like Moore's Law or whatever? Yeah. Like, your compu- like we just keep getting more and more capable of doing things. We're finding more and more stuff. We're only going to keep finding more information. More shit, Have more dude. processing power. To- it's going to be insane. And look, we're dealing with the same shit, dude. Climate change, sea level rise. Right. It's the same fucking story. Right. Why do we not want to believe it? <laughs> right. It's already happened. Yeah. It's not a fucking, al- like... I think some of his theories, people look, will be like, "Well, he's a climate denier." I don't think he's a climate denier. I think yeah. he necess- I think he thinks that like climate change is real, but the real climate change we should be worried about is from a comet hitting us, right. which is yeah. like I don't fully agree with. But I'm like, all right, I'm still gonna recycle. But right. like, all right, dude, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we're gonna start being like, "Look, I'm not gonna." The comet's coming soon, yeah. so I'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm really. Gonna I'm start not gonna start going to the gym. <laughs> The comet's coming, dude. <laughs> no, but he's like, we got to start putting money into like looking into fucking like comet deflection research. And in NASA, and I'm like, yo, you're going pretty far, but I get but why he's he got the guy there. in every fucking movie that's like, I told you, you know, <laughs> no. like he'll, he'll be the guy on a private jet being flown to the White House to be like, well, it's right. so, I can't even imagine a sci fi movie with our president right. now. But it's like, he's like, uh, Graham Hancock, you're one of the top scientists in your field. No, I think I'll it's run a, it to the school. Oh, this fucking piece of shit. Um, I think it's like an endless, interesting thought experiment, too. So I think, like, even if you don't buy into it, it's so interesting to just, like, prove to yourself you don't believe it. Because, like, there's so many things where it's like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Right. I didn't even think about how old the Earth is. Like, I didn't even think about that there could have been a civilization that we have no history of, of because ice sheets grinded it to shit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just imagine what would happen if, like... There was a hundred, hundreds of feet of yeah. water, and and for and for how who knows how long? Yeah, you in like just a few thousand years, yeah. this where we are right now, if we untouched, would be nothing. Yeah, if there was the some Grand crazy, Canyon might still be right. There, yeah. There's the Hoover Dam might still be there. Right, exactly. The big monuments that we build and the might be like, still be there. They worship these four heads. <laughs> and think about this: on the Hoover Dam, we use the same dating technology that the Egyptians used. They made a fucking map of the stars in the sky that dated when they built the Hoover Dam. Isn't that fucking crazy? Because they know that at some point, some fucking way in... They know that that is going to last longer than our civilization. And I think other fucking people knew that. In fucking Easter Island, in fucking Egypt, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I think they all knew build big giant things because those will be the things that fucking last. Oh man, this is like the fucking sci-fi, well, like the movie where it's like uh, they've begun uh, construction on yeah. the message to the next <laughs> generation of civilization. And you're, or- and you're, it, but it's it's so it's sci-fi, it's crazy, but it's also so attainable and maybe true. It's as right. crazy as the other fucking theory. As every time we learn some, every time we learn something new, period in life, stuff that previously seemed insane, yeah. is now seems less insane. I'm, at least I'm, every new piece of information where you're like. What what like the more distance we have from something like this is such a small scale, but the shit like you don't we don't know about what the our government did one hundred years it's, ago. It's crazy. And so imagine well, how are we to judge? So we know exactly what happened two thousand years. Right. Ago. It's insane. <laughs> no less ten thousand thirteen thirteen thousand years yeah. ago. A, a big one. You probably talked about this with the Tamanic and your like conspiracy one, but yeah. like t- like the Terence McKenna like stoned ape theory right how like we've modernized as a civilization and as man because we ate mushrooms like yeah that's some shit that i'm willing to entertain right it's as crazy as it's as crazy as uh natural selection it's as crazy as adam and eve it's as crazy as anything else it's like and, and to me then when you do mushrooms 
and you have the religious experience and you're yeah. like, oh shit, I understand it. Now, what if I was with 200 people who we didn't have really right? any, uh, like, you know, for pop culture and we didn't have anything. We all took mushrooms together. We bug out. We're like, remember the sun last night? It was right, in the sky. Was, he was angry. Let's fucking draw it on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right, let's draw the sun. And he was angry at us. The sun wow. was angry and it's because we need to give him More plants. Hearts. Yeah, or whatever. Or whatever. Misinterpretation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take it so I, I think that shit, yo, oh, I, I would love dude. to get a time machine. <laughs> yo, dude, we got right? it, yo. We gotta start <laughs> working on it. Could you imagine though? Like I think about it all the time, like getting a time machine and actually going back to ancient Egypt and yeah. seeing what was happening. Right. What the fuck? We could be so wrong. We could be so, there could be like a floating orb in the sky that's just commanding everyone right? to do something. There could be rivers that are fucking flowing when it was built. It could right. be fucking raining. It could be a jungle. Right. Like they, Egypt might have been a jungle. Where people thrived, like of course, you know it. it it's it's fascinating, oh, shit, man. Dude. And, and I I love talking about it, and I love going back to it. And it's like the thing I talk about, like at parties when I'm super high and <laughs> yeah. drunk. Oh yeah, I'm like, let's talk about this, all right, guys. Yeah, I'm, and it's so nice to talk about because it's first of all, right now it's. Of course, interesting, but it's also like apolitical. It's apolitical in a way. <laughs> in a way, there's some politics. Totally, you could totally country. link it to current politics and our future and yeah, everything. But right. like, there's also a way to talk about it that just opens up your way of thinking, and that's fun. Yeah, like I could talk to any Republican about this. Right? Do you know what I mean? I think where you would run into an issue is talking to people who are heavily religious, because right. it really starts to step on their history. Right, and then but. To me, isn't there also now? I'm going to go out on a limb here, but like Christianity, for example, you tell me there was a civilization before what you know, and I'd be like, well, technically, I could parlance like that. I could say that my Jesus may still have happened. Like it's Jesus possible. might all be true, but maybe Jesus, when they when when Jesus tells the story of my dad created five days, maybe that's some old something Lord else. Jesus is a dude right. who fucking survived something. It's a hundred percent. Like possible, like having this prehistory exist doesn't mean that these religions don't have to exist. Right, exactly. They don't butt up right against it. They butt up like about elements in their in their Bibles right. and in their history. Right, which ultimately isn't the root of all their religions. Like most people in practicing their religion don't understand the history of it as much. They don't right. understand the split in Christianity and Roman Catholicism and yeah. all that other shit. Like they just they understand the practices of it, which makes sense to them. But like. You know, I think once you start to be like, well, you know, like, especially for like the newer religions, you're like, you know, this guy was a con man or, you know, this <laughs> was, right. it's hard to hear. And like, but, but, you know, Jesus could exist. He could be magical. God could be real. Yeah. But I still but think some that. Some people might've called him Jesus. Few people was like, I think that's uh, God's Allah right. to us. God could our, exist yeah. in the fucking star of Orion's belt and right. we could all be bastardizing what's real. Yeah. But I think that doesn't mean there wasn't a fucking civilization that was, that we could learn many things from. But a lot of people think that like when the library of Alexandria burned, a lot of the information that was preserved was lost. Oh, like stuff that had survived. Stuff yeah. that had survived, like Pythagorean theorem, a lot of things that we like attribute to Plato in that time. Right. They were getting that information from Egypt. Right. Do you know what I mean? There were yeah. astronomy and all those things. We were learning, we were going back and learning those things. That was shit that was in the Library of Alexandria. And the history of it is that like the burning of that might have been the last fucking remnant of what the truth yeah, like, was yeah like a, like we might have to now go scrape a whole nother like like that would have been you know finding the thread totally now we're scraping the bottom of the fucking peanut butter for any evidence we can find right. and there's a lot yeah but i think you know it's i don't know there's still shit to discover underwater i bet i think right. there's still underground Someone, to discover i think it was a biologist in this reference but uh they said something that i've probably misquoted a hundred times on this but they were like there are parts of the ocean that are as undiscovered as outer space. It's insane. Right. And like when you hear like, like someone, I probably a stoner, but it was like underwater is outer space. It is. In a weird, like in a fucking It's a hundred percent. It's, it's as Like we're still discovering new fucking new fish. shit. shit. <laughs> but like, I think like what's also interesting is that I think the history of man might go as deep or much deeper in the same way that the analogy is like 
well, we only know this much about the ocean. We only know this much about our history. Right. Like, I think the ocean of the knowledge of our history yeah. is much deeper than we know right now. Right, and, right. But, but we're stubborn in just being like, well, we know everything because we're the most advanced civilization ever. Right. And we've uncovered everything. We've dug up all the dinosaurs. We've gone back to the dinosaurs, so we got it. We know everything. Yeah, right. What, keep but what have we if, missed? What yeah. have we missed? And And I think... Graham Hancock has opened that ocean in my brain. Ah, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, I've never done mushrooms. I intend to. I yeah. have like permission from Tiff to do them once before we have a kid yeah. at some point. Um, so I'm like looking very forward to that situation. I think mushrooms or any sort of psychedelic are interesting because they do show, I think it's a peek into what the experience was for like, those people back then right because i think you, they were going were, through those things yeah unintentionally or intentionally right or they were like yo like it's the same way how we found out like sex felt good yeah like, you know, it's you're like, just like yo what the fuck <laughs> why is my dick hard when i look at that and oh wait you have something over there there's hey. a yeah there's yeah. a universal experience i think when you do like a ego killing amount of any psychedelic right like i think you can do mushrooms and giggle and have fun or you could you can also do mushrooms and really have a deep interpersonal experience you know like i you know i did what is called a heroic dose of mushrooms one time (laughs) and it's It's fucking it's an ego killer like you really fucking feel like shit but it changes you slightly your outlook changes and i think ayahuasca is another one of those things yeah i think ayahuasca might even be deeper there is a fucking possibility that ayahuasca might be some connection to the spirit world or right. like because the world of plants or the world of the nature or who fucking knows yeah that's something with graham hancock was saying cuz that's what the shamans believe is Dude. that it's an ancient spirit talking to them through ayahuasca through the trees and right. and uh, there's so much cool shit that's like a lot of cave drawings and a lot of like ancient serpent like mythology, the feathered serpent and all this shit exists all over the world. Snake, right. like all that kind of shit exists all over the world. And like ayahuasca is, you know, like having the like half human, half animal hybrid come up in cave drawings. It's like, yo, these people were tripping out and right. having experiences yeah, like that the were like DMT heads, level. Like of the Egypt and like totally. they also had them in other areas around the Everyone world. Everyone that's there's like similar hieroglyphics that would be all like, over the world. How are we into the same shit? And it's like talking because we were animal heads, all we're, eating the same mushroom. Right, we're all on the activating the same uh, like d- different part of our brain or. That fucking Mark Wahlberg movie where it was like the trees are making them kill each other or whatever is like a very bastardized version of what this is where it's like the shaman believed that the trees communicated to them to put together these two things to do ayahuasca. Right. And then they've learned these lessons in nature and in humanity that like other people have sought out like CEOs and people have... Got all, from all over the world, it's spreading all over the place. They're doing it in California. Right. It's super popular among CEOs and that class of people. And like, it's only spread through word of mouth of people. So like, think about the way that like bees fucking pollinate fucking plants. Right. We're just pollinating this fucking thing, but it's doing it in a crazy ass way. Like yeah. fung- a fungus can fucking grow in an ant's brain and then make it go do something crazy. But like ayahuasca can give us these life changing experiences so we can be better to the earth. And like, there's right. some cool shit that like, I'm afraid to do it, but I should do it. I, f- I, I, you quote, like that's exactly my vibe. You know I, mean? I feel like I should do it, but I'm also afraid. A lot of things too, is it's like, it makes you feel, it's this truth thing that I, you hear that you can you no longer can lie to yourself. And that's scary as fuck. Yeah. Because we live in this construct where we have to lie to ourselves about a lot of things. Right. And some people go into it and have life-changing... <laughs> You're preaching the choir, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I still call myself like, a comedian. One of these Joe Rogan dudes that did ayahuasca like came out and changed his name afterwards. I think he calls himself like Aubrey something. And it's like, because he was like, I don't think that was my name. And like people come out of it and have these life. And I'm like afraid of that. Right. And it's it's like the defense of it is that it is something that naturally occurs in our brain too. How weird is that? DMT. Right. DMT. Right. Which is something that are some people, you know, people think life, 
like when you have a near death experience, when you see the light, like that is a flood of DMT. Right. And pregnant women have babies. DMT is kind of flooded so that they can forget the experience to do it again. There's all sorts of uses for it in biology. And, and now people are doing DMT all over California and it's like, well, well, you know, it's not hurting them, but they're seeing all these geometric shapes. They're being visited by these fucking entities. And there's a lot of parallels. I, I, the, the, to keep coming up with our boy here, the Joe Rogan narrated uh, Spirit Molecule or the God Molecule, I think yeah. it's called. It's like a Netflix doc about it. And it's like 12 people who are from all over. I haven't watched that. I should watch it. It's pretty cool. It's not long. Yeah. Um, but it is narrated by Joe Rogan. So, so people better be, <laughs> deal with that. In, yeah. But there's, uh, there's like, I think it's like 10 people. Excuse me. I would have to. I'm going to rewatch it. But there's like 10 people who never tripped together or anything like the that. The same and experience. Like all these probably. parallels. And they're all like, I was touching that my hand to another being and it was conveying information to me. Dude, and shit it's like crazy. That. Yeah. Graham Hancock's stories about it are fucking crazy. And if, it, if our mind is capable of doing it, the fact that ayahuasca doesn't kill you, but that it makes you do that. If our mind is capable of doing that, don't we owe it to our mind to do it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mushrooms, when you do it, you know, your brain is tripping out. This is what I've heard. Right. As, as opposed to ayahuasca. Like, so I've done mushrooms and you kind of can be like, all right, settle down. You can blink and you can be back. You know what I mean? Like depending on how it is. Yeah. Ayahuasca, you're not in control. And, and, and it's been described as non-local entities are, are interacting with you. Yeah. Meaning like this thing is not, you can feel it. It's something else. Right. And You're, like, I'm willing to entertain that. I, yeah, that sounds like a fucking wild ride. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe ancient Egypt was in touch with those things. It was all over their fucking mythology. Maybe they found a way to fucking, you know, meditate or do something to get in touch with this world. Like, who fucking knows? I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Oh, me too, dude. Me too. I don't know if I have the balls to do it, though, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I might have like, like, worried. Like, I don't know if I'll be, like, I'm a little too old. Yeah, and I'm a yeah. Too, like, I think if I was in my t- early like 20s. Like, like, you're making the wrong choice with white with <laughs> your wife, you no, know, I and like all this shit. I would, and I come back and you now believe that? I can't yeah. have that happen. No, I think if I was in my, I might have missed my chance to do yeah, it. Yeah. I think Mushrooms was where it stopped for me right but to do it man it would be i do say like if i'm ever uh and i've told uh tiff this like if i'm ever really sick or terminal i'm like i want you juicing me up with ayahuasca i want to be fucking right i want to learn just the see lessons. it all i just want to see it all and get the fuck out of here i'll say the, the one thing i do dose me with lsd i don't give a shit I'll i do have up. a project that i'm working on that might have some ayahuasca elements so there's a possibility that I would make myself do it for work. <laughs> Quite honestly. Uh, yeah, what a like, fuck. Talking be, about lying to yourself. It would be really wild. I know, I know. Talk about that. It's one of these things where it's like such a passion project that if it ever became a thing, I would feel so passionate about it that I'd be like, well, I got to experience it. Right, I, right. I can't be like fucking around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you owe it to the art if you're going to go yeah. after that. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. dude. I'm so fucking excited right now. <laughs> I feel like dumping my whole career and just <laughs> career don't, in quotes. Don't, don't. And I feel like just fucking hitting the <laughs> high seas and being no, like, we're solving this. It's fascinating when you find those people that like, like Graham Hancock is one of those people that gets me excited about like new ideas. Right. Because it's That's like, this is new shit and I'm excited about it. Like, yeah, it's a little pop science-y in, the, in its ingestibility, yeah. which I always kind of fall for. Like I yeah. fell for Gladwell. I fell for like all those like biohack, like Tim Ferriss, all the biohacking, the uh, research sure. on sleep, like all right, that. Like, intermittent I, fasting yeah, and like, like bulletproof coffee right, and all this yeah. shit. I, I, like, I can get myself into, I yeah, can yeah. easily get myself into all that, but- there's a reason, you know, like there's some totally. elements to it. Like there's, not there's, everything can be a fucking sham. You there's know? truth to take from it. And with Graham Hancock, what I like about him and what I would suggest to anyone who's into his shit is like, I listen to his audiobooks on Audible or whatever. I don't oh, know if that's shit. a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, no, that's for don't. I, yeah, I, I, whatever. I, I, I would love them. Yeah, yeah. I'm let's about say, to download Audible. I was literally going to text someone to say, what's your uh, promo code for Audible? But then instead I'm going to text HeadGum and go, yeah. can you give me Audible as a sponsor? Because I, I want to start listening to audiobooks. All right, I'll say this is a good advertising for it because I listen to the his episodes or his uh, books on his podcast on the on Audible, yeah, and he narrates them, so it's like his silky smooth voice. It's great, yeah. But when you get them now and you get fingerprints of the gods, he talks about how the book is imperfect, 
and how there are mistakes in it. Oh, he can kind of fucking say like he can yeah. go back and be like, "This was wrong. This was based in science that I trusted that was wrong." And like, you gotta respect that shit. Like, yeah. he can he, he stands up to criticism because he will say when he's wrong, but it never folds his entire argument. Right, right. Which is makes him bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. Or and to play devil's advocate here, someone who cares enough and has enough knowledge in, in another direction hasn't come up and been like totally. he hasn't met his match yet right right totally right. but Which, there yeah. are but you better believe there are hundreds of people that have disputed Tried. him yeah, yeah and i think they've done a good job of discrediting him because you know it's easy to discredit someone right in the mainstream science world especially but i always think about like someone once told me an anecdote it's like you're it's your first day of work. You're sitting in a room with like six other people. A, a, uh, a seventh person walks in and before she gets over there, they all go, she's fucking impossible For to work sure. with. She's crazy. In, that's right. exactly and, right. And then you're just like, uh-huh, okay, yeah, she's crazy. And you're so like, the new you're, person, the whole, yeah. your whole time you're like, well, everyone kind of said you were crazy. So, so the so. new person stepping into the Egyptological society being like, whoa, 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 this is 30,000 years older than we thought. 100,000 years <laughs> yeah. older than we thought. Like, what the fuck? Like no one's gonna think it's that easy. guy's sane. Yeah, it's easier just to say. It's easier just to say he's. It's uh, fucking it's so yeah. tight. Yeah, oh, dude, it's awesome. Well, Sean, I want to say thanks for coming yeah, on man. and talking about it. what's uh, what's your Twitter handle so people who are into this can also tweet at us and give us some. Uh, yeah, tweet at me what I was wrong about. Tweet at me what <laughs> is the new shit I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I love please. all that. Catch us um, at Sean Diston, just the way my name spelled S H A U N D I S T O N. Nice, dude. Yeah, and do you, uh, do you have anything you want to plug this um, time? Yeah, you know, I'm around UCB in LA, and um, I've got uh, some shows that I write for. I don't know. Let's Google me. <laughs> Google I'll it. say the thing I really want to plug, honestly, if I'm going to plug anything, is just listen to Graham Hancock, either his YouTube documentary or a Joe Rogan early interview. I think those are all accessible, yeah. and I think the audiobooks are great. Yeah, I'm going to get on that audio. Totally. Uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> They're great. Uh, I'm so pumped. As always, I'm at John Gabris, no H in either. Tweet at me. Listen to my other podcasts, Action Boys on Patreon, Raised by TV at Earwolf or Stitcher Premium or some shit. And uh, thanks, shitheads. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.